I want to talk about a case uh, first of its kind in this country, certainly, and it will set a precedent for other big national security cases. And I'm talking about the case against Cameron Ortiz. This is a, a former senior RCMP intelligence officer who's accused of passing top secret national security data to four unnamed people and didn't have permission. This, so this one goes back to 2015 when he was the director general of the RCMP National Intelligence Coordinate Center. And this is one of those jobs where he was bound to secrecy because he had top secret information from both Canada and our international partners, which is why our Five Eye partners are watching this trial very closely. I mean, these are um, things that impact them, but these are very complex cases. And in this country, we don't have a great track record proving things like espionage. So there's a lot we're not going to hear about because of these national security issues. But you also have to balance transparency in our courts and protecting, you know, the outcome. So it's a, it's a hard case. Our reputation is on the line. If we can't get this thing prosecuted um, and our Five Eye allies don't see an answer, uh, I'm not sure what the fallout is. So let me ask someone who might. Uh, Phil Gursky is Borealis Threat and Risk Consulting, but also long, long time, a lot of experience working with CSIS. Good to have you, Phil. Hi, Alex. Nice. It's been a while. How have you been? Well, uh, good. I mean, this is one of those trials. I mean, he was charged back in 2015. It took a really long time to get this to court. I suspect it does not fall within the, um, you know, uh, the, the deadlines that we have for normal cases because it's a national security. It would be really hard to build this case because you basically have to be able to read all this kind of uh, security. But what are you watching for? What, what is it that you feel we should know about this case? Uh, yeah, those are really good points. I, I think there's a couple things that I'm looking for. I'm really curious as to how much disclosure, as yeah. you mentioned in your introductory comments, is going to be made because, you know, he would have would have had access to extremely sensitive intelligence, uh, as you mentioned, not just Canadian, but from our Five Eyes partners and perhaps beyond. And that can't be let out in the public domain. The Prime Minister's uh, statements about Indian involvement in assassinations notwithstanding, we... um. We are a net importer of intelligence in Canada. We're, we're good at what we do, but we're very small. And, you know, you mentioned our Five Eyes partners, especially. So the Americans, the Brits, the Australians, and, and, the, and the Kiwis, they don't want their intelligence in the public uh, domain either. So it's a very delicate dance we have to play. And yet Mr. Ortiz is entitled to a defense. Yeah. And, you know, and they're already you know, very angry with us. I mean, they've put up with a lot, but they are cutting us out of, out of deals. And I think it's interesting to your point. We may not know. We, I don't even know if we're going to learn who these unnamed people are. Will we learn the country involved, who it benefited? Like, I don't know what we're going to learn. Yeah, and I'm really curious who they are as well. I mean, was this done purely for monetary gain? Was this a hostile intelligence service? You know, we, we had the Dalal case a few years back where I believe he was dealing with the Russians. Oh, they're obviously, they're not our friends. They're not our allies. But who these four individuals were and what their allegiances were, I have no idea. It'll be a frustrating, I think, trial from the respect yeah, of people yeah, like you, Alex, yeah. in the media, because, of course, you want to learn more, not less. And yet you're not going to get more, unfortunately. A lot of this will be held in camera. The jury will be sworn to secrecy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess we're going to find out exactly um, how much the government is comfortable with letting Canadians know in this regard. <laughs> these days, it's not much, Phil. I don't need to tell you. It is not much. Um, but we do need a transparency in courts because we need to see that justice is being done. Um, and, and Ortez is, is the first Canadian uh, to undergo a trial for charges under the Security of Information Act. Now, I don't know if that makes it better for us to get these cases through because we're just not good at doing espionage. They're hard to, they're hard to prove. And then you've got a jury that's not necessarily going to be um, 
educated on this. And so what are they taking away from this? And, and then are they going to keep this information quiet? In 2023, that's a bigger ask, even though they're sworn. Well, you're right. I mean, we'll end up on Twitter or Instagram or something down the road. And you, you are right, Alex. We have an abysmal history of dealing with this. So when I, when I was at CSC, so Communication Security Establishment, before I joined CSIS, I worked with a woman who went public on some very sensitive collection programs. And this was under the old Official Secrets Act, which predates the Security of Information Act. And you know what happened to her, Alex? Not a damn bloody thing. <laughs> she was never charged. She was never brought to court. She never had to pay for this egregious disclosure yeah. of, I'm going to say, very sensitive information. And those of us on the inside are saying, well, look, at, we're, we're keeping secrets. We're not telling our neighbors and, and the media about these things, or let, let alone a foreign intelligence mm-hmm. service. Why does she get away with it? So I can imagine a lot of my former colleagues are thinking they hope they throw the book at him. And yes, he's innocent until proven guilty. But if he's found to have done this, it should be a serious penalty to serve as an example for others not to do the same thing down the line. Well, right. And given all we have seen uh, with China, India, all these countries, uh, Iran, Russia, you know, we've got to get, it's, it's not that we've got to get better. We should have already been better at this. I don't understand why, as usual, we, are, we have to be dragged kicking and screaming, you know, to, to be able to, to take care of these um, cases and do these cases. But I don't know if it's then, Phil, do the Five I community have to come in and do we have to have a special prosecu- you know, prosecutorial court uh, so we can try these cases? Because if we don't get any kind of result out of this, I'm not sure what it means for our Five Eye uh, partners, but certainly because we've got other charges coming through the courts after this, other cases yeah. like the micro uh, case. But at what point do they say, you guys are a complete risk to us? We cannot yeah. have you as part of our, our intelligence unit. Well, I, I think you're absolutely right. And I have heard unofficially through sources that I'm not going to disclose to you that they are asking those questions about Canada. You know, we've, we've been a part of the alliance since the end of the Second World War. I think we pulled our weight during the, you know, the, the conflict against the Nazis in Japan. And then the problem, Alex, and this is, I'm going to be very blunt here, one of the reasons why we've been so unsuccessful in prosecuting this and, and, and really caring about it is because we have such a damn lousy intelligence culture. And what I mean by that is that generally speaking, with exceptions, the government doesn't get intelligence. I mean, well, they certainly don't get the memos. <laughs> well, they don't understand it. They don't understand the value of it. They don't understand why we have it. They don't understand why we should pay for it. And as a consequence, when you don't appreciate the, 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 the intelligence that your agents are giving you, maybe you don't care what happens to it. Now, again, I'm, I'm going to a nth degree here. I don't want to be seen as over-exaggerating. But, I, you know, in my 32 years in the business, I was appalled at how naive people were about the, the value of intelligence. So when your culture is lousy from the get-go, it shouldn't be a, a great surprise that we're failing so miserably when these things happen. And, but, you know, getting back to your original point, uh, yeah, we are in danger of the five eyes saying, you know what, guys, um, we're going to start dialing back because if our information is going to make it into the public domain on your watch, mm-hmm. you're not getting it. Oh, and by mm-hmm. the way, there is a precedent for cutting people out. The New Zealanders were cut out in the 80s yeah. when, they, when they protested against the Americans having nuclear-powered submarines or ships, I believe, in their ports. So, the, yeah, the Five Eyes have chastised partners in the past, and I'm fearful that they're looking at Canada and saying, you guys aren't worth the risk anymore, as you, as you pointed out. Yeah, I am, I am too. Um, I just want to ask you this, and I don't know what you would know about this, but certainly you would know more than, than me, but um, Ottawa's being told by, by India it's got to repatriate uh, 40 diplomats by October 10th. So they don't, they're done, yeah. and they're not playing. Um, did the Prime Minister, I feel like stupid asking this, did the Prime Minister overplay his hand doing this in Parliament? I mean, you know, like there's a cost to doing this and and he chose to do it very, very vocally. But um, what do you see the significance of this? 
1,000%. And I don't care where you sit on the Justin Trudeau scale, whether you like him or hate him. I don't. It doesn't really matter. But he stood up in Parliament and basically said, we have intelligence from a Five Eyes part that indicates X, Y, and Z. So, I mean, technically, Alex, he should be charged under the Secret, uh, Security of Information Act for having done this. You don't do this in Parliament. It was for theater only. Yes, they were frustrated by their talks with India. Let's face it, he had a horrendous trip to India. The plane didn't take off. He was chastised by Modi. Who knows? Maybe he dressed up the wrong way again. But this was a, a getting back in India moment. And, and, and mature leaders don't do that. This could have been done quietly on the QT with diplomats and, and secure channels. But the fact that he stood up, put Indy in a difficult place, and I'm not absolving any of any blame. I don't know who's responsible for Najar's death. It's, you know, it's still an open question. But, you know, um, reasonable leaders don't do it this way. And as a consequence, again, um, the five eyes are thinking, you told, you told mm-hmm. the Canadian public what about our intelligence yeah. on Najar's assassination? Oh, my Lord. Can we trust you with more intelligence down the line? Well, there's a, a really interesting picture of Joe Biden uh, at G20. Uh, with his finger in the face of the prime minister. And it's like a moment in time. And I don't know if you've seen it, Phil, or if, if our listeners have seen it, but if a picture could talk, it's just, maybe it's just the time it was taken or the shutter went down, but it's like Joe Biden's looking at him going, I'm going to, I'm ready to kick your rear end. Would you stop causing me problems? But it's, it's a really interesting picture. And boy, would I like to be a fly on the wall in that conversation. So No kidding. <laughs> stay tuned. All right. Thank you. I might lean on you again on this thing because it it's a fascinating trial, but it is so oh. complex. Always happy to talk to you, Alex. Thanks for calling. Thank you. That is Phil Gursky, who is uh, always great on this kind of stuff because so few have information and, and perspective from the advantage of, of working in intelligence and CSIS. So we'll call him in again.